heart's here. Amen. And he wants to help us today, doesn't he? Amen. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? God, I thank you that we already sent you are in our midst. And it may be cold outside, but our hearts are warm today. Warm with your love. Warm with your grace and your presence. Now, God, bless us together as we worship you. We pray you would bless every part of this service today and speak to our hearts and minister to each one of us. In Jesus' blessed name, I pray, and all God's people said, Amen. 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 I want you to take your seat to the Lord's songbooks. And I want you to turn to song number 85. I just felt like it would be good this morning to begin with this great old song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Let's sing it
want you to turn in that same songbook to a song that I think really has become an anthem of our church. It's song number 109. Song number 109. Jesus, what a friend for sinners. Jesus, lover of my soul. Friends may fail me. Foes assail me. But he, my Savior, makes me whole. Aren't you glad that's true? Yeah. Praise his name. Let's sing it together.
song, isn't it? Praise His holy name. You have the scripture lesson verses before you. Please join with me. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. And this is uh, one of my favorite verses of scripture, that last verse. Because God uh, requires us to sometimes be patient with Him. Amen. Now, His clock keeps perfect timing. Amen. Verse 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Before we go to the Lord in prayer, I'd like to look at that fourth verse that we sang and read that to you. That was such a blessing to my heart this morning. And I'm glad that, that God can speak to us through the songs. And minister through us through the songs as well as the word of God. But he said, Jesus, what a guide and keeper. While the tempest still is high, storms about me, night overtakes me, he my pilot. <laughs> Here's my cry. And that's what we want to do this, this morning is cry out to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I believe someone wants to be anointed at this time as well while we're praying. We're, we're getting ready to pray. Brother Anderson's going to lead us. But we have a visitor here today. Her name is Indiana. And Indiana is, is, uh, is, is fighting breast cancer and has had chemotherapy just, just recently. Indiana, if you don't mind, I'm going to come to where you're sitting and I'm going to pray over you. Would that be okay? And so you all just bow your heads and pray when Brother Anderson tells you to. And let's lift our voices. But... And there's a lot to pray about today. A lot of hurting people. I see David Shaw came in and was about to come in and recently unexpectedly lost his sister. There he is. And uh, there are others that are fighting loss and fighting problems. And there are families that are going through turmoil. We want to pray for them. And so when we pray, let's lift our voices together and let's try to remember as many of these as we possibly can. Here's Brother Osborne. Well, I'm going to appreciate that you
You called it the house of prayer. And we're so thankful that we can bring all of our petitions and all of our needs. And you said cast every care upon thee, for you cared for us. And we're so thankful, Lord Jesus, that you're interested in all of our needs. And that you know how to help us, Lord Jesus. And that we will wait upon thee. Thou will renew our strength. Thou will work it all out according to thy plan and purpose and for your glory. Lord, we don't understand why we have to go through some things, uh, the physical needs, uh, the financial needs, uh, whatever the problem might be, Jesus, uh, you're able to, to work out your, our good and for your glory. For we believe in Romans 8, 28, Jesus, uh, we put all our faith and trust not in man, for he will fail us and let us down and disappoint us. Uh, but Jesus, you've never, never been a disappointment. Uh, and we're so thankful and grateful, Lord, for every prayer that you've answered for us in the past. Uh, Lord, that encourages us to continue to bring all of our petitions before thy throne and lay them at your feet this very moment. Father, touch these ones, Lord, that need a physical touch even in the service this morning. You've heard the prayer request, this mother that needs your touch upon her feet, Lord. Uh, these uh, The Osborns, Father, that needs your guidance, direction, and your help and your touch. Uh, and then comfort those that have lost loved ones this past week or month or year, dear God. And just pray that thou would put your loving arms around all of your people, God, and bring them closer to the to thee, Jesus, and closer to one another, and help us to have more love for our, in our hearts. Help America, God. Help our president. Help our leaders, God. Be with our military men, and we would protect them from, from anything that might happen. You're able, God, to prevent it from even happening, Jesus. We're trusting in Lord, uh, to give victory and, uh, in this service. Bless the choir. Bless the preaching of thy word. Uh, have thine own way, Jesus, today. Uh, and for all that you do for us, we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe see.
cold, cold, cold morning. It's good to have everyone here this morning. We do have a few announcements that I would like to make while everyone is returning to their seats. In fact, if you have a bulletin, you can find at least uh, most of the announcements in the bulletin for the week, and unless there's, a, there's a, an extra announcement or something. But in your bulletins, you will, you will see that it's uh, talking about some things that are coming up. January the 25th at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Indy South Train Show. If you like electric trains and you, you want to find out more about them, come over here to the gym on January the 25th from 3 in the morning. I'm sorry, from 10 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. I'm not awake yet, okay? I'm not awake yet, so just, you know, don't pay attention to what I say. Just look at your bulletin after January 25th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Indy South Train Show. February the 14th, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. There's going to be a uh, Nazarene Christian School NCS Valentine's Dinner. The Sassafras Tea Room, 229 North Madison Avenue, Greenwood. This is a fundraiser for the school. Uh, those of you that are acquainted with ACE School knows that there are conventions that take place. Junior convention, regional convention, international convention. And this year there's interest in, in going to the international convention, which will be held in Thailand. And it's something that's very, very, very important, and, and some people are really looking forward to that. February the 14th, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Okay, you can call at the, at the school office. The phone number is in the bulletin. And give, um, give Sister Hollinger the information if you would like to go. All the rest of the information about that Valentine's dinner is in the bulletin. Sisters of Strength has another announcement there. And then talks about prayer that has been answered uh, during the first part of the year to, uh, 2020. And uh, there's a lot of people that are still needing today. I do have a special announcement this, that I would like to make this morning. I uh, posted it on Facebook, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. Several of you know uh, attorney uh, Stephen Sherry. Uh, my wife and I worked with him for almost nine years in this attorney's office and did, did a lot of things for him. And uh, he has been here to church many, many times, he and his wife, Ray. Well, just this past week, his wife passed away with a long bout with cancer. And uh, we would like for you to pray for Steve, Attorney Steve Sharon. And I have some information about the funeral. If you would like to go, it will be held this coming Saturday at Southeast Baptist Tabernacle, 6835 Shelbyville Road, visitation from 11 to 1, and the, and the funeral service will be at 1 o'clock. And uh, that is this coming Saturday. And if anyone would like to, like to give him a card for he and his family, if you can get it either to my, myself or my wife, we will be sure that he gets those cards. Okay, and that uh, concludes our, our uh, announcements for this morning, and the ushers are coming at this time. Thank you once again for your giving, your tithing, and your offering. Very, very important part of the church. We'd like to ask Brother Hall, if you would please, to lead us in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we bow before you again this morning. So thankful that you've already come to meet with our hearts. We ask that your spirit will linger among us, O God, and guide in the service, and Father, fill our hearts with the joy of God. Bless in this offering, give them to give In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 
little search for uh, Brother Gremion's replacement. And so we have some news to share with the church. The church board has voted unanimously to recommend Reverend Don Bates Jr. as the next Sundays in a row, and the purpose of that meeting will be for the church body to vote uh, on him to be our pastor. At that meeting, Brother Bates and the church board will also answer the questions that came in in the last church meeting and uh, regarding uh, the uh, pastoral search process and so on and so forth. So, thank you.
praise God. If you appreciated that song, would you say amen? Amen. I just know that God is still on the throne. Amen. In every stress and strain of life, the one constant that has kept me anchored is knowing that God is real and he understands things that I don't understand. And if I keep my small hand in his big hand, he will see me through. You listen to this song.
hearts were aching and our spirits were broken. Yet, God, you've always been there to sustain us and to lift our heads. And you've helped us this morning already in this service. You've touched people. You've encouraged them. We give you thanks and praise in this place. We thank you that your presence is with, with us today. We thank you that you are here. God, I thank you for this extraordinarily good crowd. I thank you, Lord, for every visitor. I pray you would bless and touch them today. I thank you for every faithful member that's here. God, bless them. You have brought us and are bringing us through extraordinarily turbulent times, and yet your grace has been sufficient through every problem that we have faced. And so we pause to give you praise today and to thank you that you are in charge and this is your church and that you love us today. Now, God, bless your word and help me, Lord, as I try to preach. No, oh God, this is a position I didn't ask for. There were times I didn't even want it. <laughs> but God, you're with us today. And so we honor your word and we honor your will. So touch us today in Jesus' name I pray. And we all said, Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And while you're turning there, I want to invite you to come back tonight. Um, you know, when, 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 you, when you can't make it to the night service, you know what the poor guy who preaches thinks? He thinks he did really bad somewhere. That's kind of a joke. But, uh, I thought I'd make you feel bad. I thought if I could guilt you, you'd be coming back tonight. It would be good. Um, and then I also want to encourage you to, uh, to join us Wednesday night. Now, folks, God's helping us. Wednesday night prayer meetings. And um, I don't know how the, the, the vote will go in a couple of weeks, but let's say it is favorable. I have some ideas. I can't wait to share about Wednesday night prayer meeting um, that I think will get more people involved, especially <coughs> young people. And, um, and so I hope you'll come back Wednesday night. Um, I have to say... Lee and Jill Murray have been a phenomenal blessing to our church. Yeah. You got a better hand clap than I did. <laughs> and on Wednesday nights, they're here. So the music on Wednesday nights is every bit as good as it is on Sunday morning and Sunday nights, right? God is using them, and if you walked in the door Wednesday night, you just sensed that God was here. And so here's what happens. You may be having a terrible week, and the devil may be fighting you, and I'm going to make you a promise. If you will come to church on Wednesday night, God will help you. Amen. And you more than likely will leave here encouraged in your soul. Amen. And so it's not just that we keep the doors open on Wednesday nights because we're traditionalists and it's because it's just, you know, we're never, never going to change. And so that's not it at all. We believe strongly that Wednesday night service is an important part of our spiritual life, Amen. especially when we're struggling. You know, have you noticed that people that end up losing their way, it just starts by them missing service, this service, then that service, and then it's more services, and it's not long, they're completely gone. And that won't happen to you if you...
you will show up on Wednesday night and give God the opportunity to revive your spirit and lift your soul. Amen? Amen. Okay, I'll see you Wednesday night. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'm just going to read the very first phrase. To everything. To everything. There is a season. To everything. There is a season. Now, you don't have to turn to it unless you can... Unless you're a fast page turner. But Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. Well, you really have to see verse 20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he, he, changes the times and the seasons. He changeth the times and the seasons. To everything, to everything, there is a season. Here's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk to you, and, and interestingly enough, I, I shared this, not from this pulpit, because there was another pulpit, but I shared a lot of this. <coughs> about six years ago um, with you all and many of you were not here six years ago when I shared this I want to talk to you about understanding the seasons understanding the seasons it was pretty warm yesterday for a January day my phone rang this morning it was my father who calls me every morning. And he said, wow, it got really cold last night. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, it's cold outside. So I was talking to him on my phone, and I went to the weather app to check what the temperature was in McCordsville. It was 10 degrees. Someone said, if you don't like the weather in Indiana, just stick around. It'll change. I was shocked. <laughs> Ten, and here's what really freaked me out. It freaked me out really because I thought it's going to affect the crowd. My app also said it feels like seven below. Are you kidding me? Yesterday it was in the 40s, I think. It was rainy, but it wasn't miserable. And we woke up this morning and it was 10 degrees. Had I been paying attention to the weather, I would have known that. I would have known that, that it's 40 degrees now, but tonight it's going to fall out of bed. I would have known that I was going to wake up and it was going to be so cold that I was going to call the pastor and tell him I couldn't come to church. <laughs> I would have known that if I would have been paying any attention at all. I wasn't. I didn't have a clue. Life is full of seasons. But what we know is those seasons change. Whether we want them to or not, seasons change. And here's the problem. 
if we're not careful, seasons change without us even realize that you're getting ready to face a new season. And many times a new season just hauls off and slaps us right in the face. And we say, I didn't see that coming at all. Now, here's reality. There are things in life that happen that we cannot, we cannot alter. We cannot understand or know a car accident, a bad report from the doctor, a heart attack. Things will happen to us that will catch us by such surprise because we just didn't see it coming at all. Frankly, I've been through a few of those in the past few weeks. But reality is this. When it comes to our spiritual lives, brothers and sisters, God can give us an understanding of the seasons. And if we'll stay in tune with Him and, and keep our eyes open and our ears open and our hearts open, then God can help us navigate through the seasons that will change. Amen. They will change. What I want to do is do a better job of understanding those seasons. I have a few seasons that I want to talk to you about this morning for a few minutes. The first season I want to discuss with you is, is a season of mercy. The Bible makes it clear that God gives people space to repent. Space. You know what that is? It's a season. I'm reminded of the parable that Jesus told about the, the tree that was not bringing forth fruit. And the husbandman looked at it and he said, I think I'm going to just cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And the owner said, let it alone. Let it alone and fertilize it and dig about it. And, and let's just give it a little time to see whether or not that tree can produce fruit. And if it does, Jesus said, then well. But if it doesn't, tear it down. Do you know what that was? That was a season. In the book of Revelation, he's talking about one of the churches and he said the same words. I gave them space to repent. In other words, I could have wiped them out. In other words, I could have said you're done. In other words, I could have said the party's over. In other words, he could have said I have put up with your nonsense long enough. But he didn't do it. He gave them space to repent. If you were to look at, at, uh, at Psalm 104, um, you would find an interesting uh, scenario of scripture verses uh, that, that is rather mind-boggling. Um, the, uh, the first 28 verses uh, uh, of, that, of that chapter uh, just talks about God's mercy and God's grace and God's love and God's care and, 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 and it discusses all of that and you get a sense of the, of the loving God that, that wants to help us and wants to guide us and guard us and you're reading it through verse 28 and you just think, wow, how awesome is God? And then you get to verse 29 and it radically changes. It radically 
changes to a God that begins to change his attitude about people. It talks about fire. It talks about smoke. It talks about uh, the earth uh, uh, trembling. It talks about sinners being consumed out of the earth and let the wicked be no more. And you read that and you think, wow, how quickly God changed his mind. Here's the bottom line. God gives us a season that we need to take full advantage of. Amen. You know, can I say this about every one of us? We're in a season of mercy. Amen. How do you know that, Don? Because you're in church today. Amen. Because God's here. Amen. Because he's already ministered to our hearts through the choir song, and the special song. And, and the uh, you see, that's God being good to us. Did you know that? Amen. I just really don't want to go to church where God is not present. Amen. And I believe God is here. And he helps me. And I'm grateful that he does. And so you're here today because God has given you a season of, of mercy. Can I just challenge you? Reap those benefits. Amen. Amen. Understand it's a season. Listen, listen I, I, I think we all go through times where we really like coming to church. Right? Amen. Let's face it. There are times when we don't like coming to church. I'll admit it. There are a few times in the past few months I didn't want to come to church. I wanted to call Pastor Premier and say, you know what, I'm hiding under my bed this morning. I'm not coming to church. <laughs> but when God gives us a season of mercy, it's easy to come to church. It's easy to sense God's presence. It's easy to know that God is talking to me because he's talking to me and I realize he's right here. You don't have to pump it up. You don't have to push hard. You don't have to beg. You don't have to plead. No, it's just one of those wonderful seasons Amen. where God shows up. And you come to church and you feel better and I feel better. And God melts your heart and melts my heart. And, and, and it really doesn't matter that maybe you haven't been the person you ought to be. You haven't done what you should have done. But God's not mad at you. He hasn't condemned you to hell. You're here this morning. He's bestowed grace and mercy upon you. Amen. And you're in a season of mercy. And you should take every advantage of that season. Here's the second season I want to talk about. A season of revival. Not every service is filled with high emotion and, 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 and joy and love and grace. and Not every service is like that. I get it. But God ha has been extraordinarily good to Independent Nazarene in the past 12 months. Yes. And when I think back 12 months ago, I think back to people who are here today who were not here 12 months ago. And I think back to people who got out of their seats and in our faith tradition knelt at this altar and asked Jesus to come into their hearts. Amen. And what I also know is that none of us planned that. I didn't plan it. Pastor didn't plan it. A man who's not with us today because he's out of town. Uh, it, it's been, it was like March, I think. He just showed up. 
Nobody invited him. Nobody picked up the phone and called him and said, why don't you try out Independent Nazarene Church? He got a text message from a preacher who lives quite a long ways from here. And he was not going to go to church that day because by his own testimony, he will tell you that he was beginning to wander away from God. And he got a text message from that preacher and that text message was one of encouragement. And he said, I'm going to go to church. And he said, I think I'll try out Independent Nazarene Church. And he walked in, sat right back behind where John Anderson is sitting. And we had a great service. And near the end of the service, someone went back and shook his hand and said, are you doing okay? Would you like to pray? And he began to weep and came down to this altar. And God turned him around that Sunday. None of us orchestrated that. God did it. You see, it's a season. A season of revival is when God revives you and he revives me and he stirs my heart and he puts joy in my heart and he saves people that are lost and he reclaims backsliders and he fills converts with his Holy Spirit. And many times that happens in a season of revival. It doesn't last forever. But when you're having a season like that, you better take advantage of it. And you better understand that you're in a season. Amen. Many of you are, are familiar with the church in this area that a friend of my father's named J.D. Stafford pastored years and years and years ago. And I was very small, but I remember a time when that church went through a six-week revival. Six weeks. How many of you remember what I'm talking about? I mean, it was big news. And it wasn't something that was contrived. They just didn't have a protracted series of services because, because the pastor was trying to pump it up. Just night after night after night, extraordinary things were taking place. People were getting right with God. People were getting sanctified holy. People were getting healed. God was doing things in that revival that were absolutely amazing. It was a season. Can I just say to you, brothers and sisters, oh God! Extend our season of revival. Amen. 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 And when God begins to revive our spirits, I, I wrote in my notes that this season actually comes when there's activity on our part. Second Chronicles 7 14. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. How many here need a healing this morning? Let me tell you something. Spiritually, God can and will heal your heart if you will let it. Amen. And that happens. That happens in a, in a season of revival where God's reviving our spirits, where God's touching our hearts and helping us. The book of Acts talks about it as a time of refreshing, as a time of restitution. You know, can I just say this? Can I just, can I just preach to us members for a moment? You know, when the dust settles and, and the smoke is cleared and, 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 and we get through this transition, which transitions are never fun, brothers and sisters. I don't know any of them that are, that are without some form of controversy, right? I mean, it just happens. There's just no possible. We're human. Can we just all acknowledge this morning that we're human? Can we just all acknowledge this morning that none of 
us are right 100% of the time. Can we acknowledge that? Can we just acknowledge, even acknowledge, that I don't get my way about everything? I mean, my wife gets her way about everything. <laughs> that was a joke. Go have me over for Sunday dinner today. But when the dust settles and, and we get through this time of transition and, and, and when, when, we, when we begin as a church to move forward, it just might be time for you to break bread with someone. It might just be time for, for there to be a time of healing, a time of communion, a time of, a time of just talking it out. Because you see, it's never God's will. Brothers and sisters, He will shut up heaven if you and I don't do everything we can to keep the channels open between us. God cannot, will not bless us if we allow our hearts to shut themselves up and our emotions to shut themselves up. He can't bless us. He won't bless us. He won't bless your home if there's conflict in your home. He won't bless your church if there's conflict in their church. He won't bless your heart if your heart's a divided heart. But if you'll open the floodgates and say, God, I want you to pour revival within me. That's right. Then he will resolve issues that you cannot resolve. That's right. And so I ask him for a season of revival. And when it hits in full force, I want to know that it's here. I, listen, brothers and sisters, I, I want to be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's not always. You, look, when, when a minister puts as much time and effort as they do into a sermon, they come to church expecting to preach. You know what I mean? Well, when are you going to let me preach? I've never had that bug. I'll admit it. At the same time, if we're not careful, we can go through such a, such a, a rigid flow of, of exercise and order that we might miss that God shows up and changes the order. That's right. Maybe there's a hungry soul right now that wants to get out of their seat and come and pray. You know what? At Independent Nazarene Church, you have the right to do that. Amen. Maybe there's someone here that felt like they should have come to the altar during the congregational singing and they thought, well, it's not the time. Yes, it is the time. Amen. Maybe there's someone here that was that was thinking, maybe I need to just walk across the aisle and shake someone's hand and you thought within yourself, but I don't want to tear up the order. If the Holy Spirit is moving you to do something, brothers and sisters, you do it. Amen. Amen. And I don't ever want to get to the point to where I get so caught in my rigidity and I do like order and I do like things to flow and I can't be a hard taskmaster when it comes to wanting things to be done right. But dear God, don't ever let me get to the point where if you choose to step in and move me a different direction, don't ever let me get in such of the way that you can't do what you want to do. And too many times, as individuals, we miss his voice because we're so stuck in our own rigidity that if God's trying to tell you to do something, brothers and sisters, you better do it. And a season of revival comes, most importantly, because each one of us choose to obey him. Here's the third season I want to talk to you about, the final season. No, not the final season of some sitcom or some show. 
the final season. One of these days, brothers and sisters, this is all going to come to an end. Jesus is going to come back. If I understand Holy Scripture correctly, it will be preceded by a season of apostasy. People will fall away. People will lose their way. People will stop coming to church. People will start listening to the naysayers. People will get bitter. People will get cynical. People will just gradually fall away. There will also be a season of sleep. Matthew chapter 25 where Jesus gives the parable of the five wise and the five foolish virgins. He says in there that as midnight approached, they all slumbered and slept. Reality is this, brothers and sisters. The hour is late. I'm 50 years old. I never would have dreamed I'd live to see 50. Because when I was a kid, they preach the rapture so much that I thought, I'm not even going to get married. <laughs> Jesus is going to come back before I can even walk down the aisle. And I'm sure Amy wishes that sometimes that Jesus would have. <laughs> but I'm 50 now. Some of you that are 80 and over, would you have ever dreamed you'd live to see 80? Would you ever dream you'd live to see 60 or 70? You heard end time preaching all your lives and you thought surely the rapture will take place tomorrow. And we're here and it hasn't happened yet. And the temptation now is it's not going to happen in my lifetime. And Jesus said, because the hour was late, they all went to sleep. They slumbered. And I, I wanted to believe, and I've told you this before, that the five foolish were sound asleep and that the five, uh, the five uh, wise were just slumbering, just kind of nodding off. But, but, but Jesus didn't say that. He said they all slumbered and slept. And, and that will be followed by a season of, of readiness. It's going to hit people one of these days that it's time to get your lamps trimmed. <laughs> Burning. Listen, if God is stirring your heart, then maybe it's time to start getting serious about serving God. Amen. Can I tell you? You're in a season. Amen. That's a glorious moment to be in. Because God's stirring your spirit. You know what? I think I'll go to church today. That's a good thing. Amen. That's a season. That's God stirring me. That's God drawing me to Him. That's God saying it's time. It's time for you to get right with Him. It's time for you to straighten up. It's time for you to shed the habits of sin. It's time for you to mind Him and do what He wants you to do. Amen. And I tell you, take advantage of that season. Because here's reality. We all will have our own final season. And you know what's so scary about that? We don't know when that will be. Some get warning. Some get news. We've heard it this week. Negative news about our physical bodies. And maybe we get some 
preemptive strike that maybe I don't have long to live or maybe this is going to happen. But that's not always the case with all of us. Sometimes we're just instantly gone. It might be an accident. It might be a heart attack. It might be a massive stroke. Suddenly our final season has come. And we were either ready for it or we weren't. And here's what I want to challenge you to do this morning. I, I tell you what, Lee and Jill, come to the, uh, to the, to the piano and, and organ and just play Keep Your Lamps All Trimmed and Burning for the bridegroom watch his way. He'll be with us at that meeting just inside the eastern gate. I tell you what I want us to do. I want God to help all of us understand we're in a season. All of us collectively and individually, we're in a season. Yes, we're in a changing season here in Independent. No, it hasn't been fun. No, it hasn't been pretty. But it is a season. It's going to change whether I want it to or not. The season is changing. But in my life, the seasons will change. And here's what I have to do. I have to be ready for those changing seasons. If God has given me a season of mercy, then I want to take full advantage of it. If God is trying to revive my heart. I want to take full advantage of that. Amen. Because my final season will come. That's ready right. or not. Amen. And I want to be ready. I want us to all stand. Can, can you just play that Easter gate? I will meet you. I will meet you. Just, yes. Just 